Hello, and welcome to The Non-Binary Writer. This is going to be a podcast where I'm going to talk about writing LGBTQ characters, my experience as an LGBTQ writer, and human rights, because apparently that is still a thing and probably will be for quite some time. I hope you enjoy. I'm going to try my best to keep the atmosphere light and fun, even when we're talking about really serious topics. And on that note, today we're going to be beginning with the obligatory rant. My name is Charlie. I am a non-binary sci-fi fantasy writer, and I've kind of uh, taken up for myself the moniker of the non-binary writer because that's how I keep getting referred to by people. And it's fine. It's fine because I, I am that person. I am a demigirl. For those of you who are curious, I was born a map and now identify as a demigirl and hope one day to realize more of my goals related to that. But yeah, hello, how is everybody doing? Today, we're starting with a rant because I feel like that is the best, most natural place to start a podcast like this. I have debated for a while whether or not I even wanted to do a podcast like this. Was there a need for it? Was it something that I needed to do? I already have my Project Shadow podcast where I talk about media and all of that. I just did an episode about Wednesday Adams and is she ace arrow? So you can check that out. I have my myth weaving podcast where I talk about the actual craft of writing. Did I need a podcast specifically about the life of an LGBTQ writer? And yes, Yes, I feel like I do, and I do for a couple reasons. One, I'm hoping to bring in more LGBTQ writers over the course of the series to share their experiences and their work with you. But also, <laughs> because it has become so much of my identity, not because I want it to be, not because I decided, hey, I'm going to be very, very overtly they, she on everything. But because of the levels of disrespect that I get from communities that pr pronounce their undying devotion to diversity and LGBTQIA plus issues that for some reason can never remember my pronouns and always consider me one of the boys. And I get it. It's a struggle sometimes, and I'm not here to deny the struggle. The struggle is real. But uh, if we are going to have certain, let's say, principles that we're going to uphold and say, hey, I believe in diversity. I believe in supporting the LGBTQ community. I believe that trans people are real people. You, you got to walk the walk. You got to talk the talk. 
you've got to actually support us. Now, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean what I think a lot of the adversaries out there would want us to say that it means. It doesn't mean anyone has to buy my books or support me on Substack. It doesn't mean that people have to support any sponsors or advertisers I get for things. It doesn't mean any of those things. What support for the LGBTQIA plus community, especially those of us who are trans and or non-binary, because I know not all non-binary people consider themselves trans, is basic respect, basic dignity. You see, and this is really what it boils down to. I have had many people over the years get apoplectically angry with me because I accidentally misgendered their pet. Because I forgot the gender of their dog or cat that potentially I've never met. Many of the time, many of the cases that I'm thinking of, actually, I've never actually met the pet in person. I just remembered that I had, that they had one and uh, asked how that dog, cat, what have you, was doing. And lo and behold, I used the wrong pronoun. And oh, did they get angry. They got really upset. No, 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 no. And corrected me. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't care about the misgendering of pets. I'm just saying those people who have gotten really mad at me for accidentally misgendering their pets are very often the same people that get really frustrated and expect me to be endlessly patient because they cannot remember my pronouns, my gender expression and identity. And it's not like it's all that hard. In fact, I, because I'm a demigirl, give them an out. If remembering the pronoun they is too hard for your memory, you can call me she. That's fine. Honestly, if we're going to talk about preferred pronouns, I actually like neo-pronouns a little bit better. I actually prefer A-M-A-R, you know, which is basically they, them, there, but without the T-H at the beginning of it. But that requires teaching people another word. And so I have already capitulated in not asking people to learn another word. And just, please, use the English language as it was originally intended and treat me as someone of an unknown gender and use the singular they. I don't think that that's too hard or too much to ask, especially when deep down inside, I kind of wish I was asking for more. And I respect people who have the courage to actually stick to their guns and use their neo-pronouns. I, I do not have that level of uh, courage isn't the right word, though courage does come into it. I just don't have the fortitude for the fights and the arguments that would inevitably pop up if I were to have to explain to people each and every time. No, am air. It's like they without the the part. And then watch them struggle with all of the ways that they now have to use this new word that's so scary. Yeah, 
it's hard enough just getting them to use singular they, which has existed in the English language for hundreds of years, and was only removed as a part of a Victorian experiment to enforce and reify various gender norms so that the patriarchy could have full and total control over women and their autonomy. Oh, wait, was I not supposed to say that part out loud? Well, I did, and that is just the case of it. So, here I am, in all that I do, trying not to make a spectacle of myself. And now, because I have made a spectacle of myself by insisting that people give me the common courtesy and common dignity that we afford to people's household companions of the non-human persuasion, I tend to be the one who's always asked about, hey, did you hear about the new gay thing? Did you hear about the new queer thing? Did you hear about this? What's your opinion on it? Please speak for your community. And it's frustrating. And I know that a lot of you all, especially those of you who are LGBTQIA+, feel that. It, it's tiring. And I'm hoping that those of you who are not, who are listening to the sound of my voice right now, understand that maybe, maybe that shouldn't be the case all the time. Like, look, I have queer office hours that I run where I'm like, okay, the inbox is open, ask all of your questions, and I will do my best to answer them because I actually am slightly educated on these topics and have actually done it semi-professionally here, there, and yonder for years, oh God, decade, over a decade now. But it's not something that I want to be doing all the time, and it's not something that we should be asked or expected to do constantly. We should be allowed to be ourselves and not have to constantly answer questions, not constantly have to justify our existence, and not have to constantly tell people why it is we are who we are. It's really irritating me, and I'm not using examples on purpose because I don't want to call people out. This is not a cancel party. I'm not here to put all the names out on the carpet and say, who all has been treating me like this? That's not what this is. It's just been a constant drumbeat for the last year or so, and it's come to a crescendo. And I just can't take it anymore. So I have decided to do something about it. And that is to just be obnoxious. Which isn't new for anybody who knows me. Hi, my name is Charlie. I'm known as Mix Inappropriate in a lot of circumstances. And if you don't know, Mix is the uh, non-binary, the gender non specific term for Mr. or Mrs. So Mr. Mrs. Mix. And it's written MX, just so you know. And I have been that obnoxious person for a long time. To anybody who is new, who doesn't know who I am, and that's probably most of you, I am a sci-fi fantasy writer, as I said before. And my early work was very heteronormative because I was encouraged by my editors to be very heteronormative. 
granted, I started publishing back in the dark ages. I mean, it was in the, what, 2005, I believe, was when my first book came out. So it's been forever ago. But yeah, I was encouraged to take out the LGBTQ themes, which I have later reinserted back into my stories after I got the, the rights back to them. But yeah, my biggest fear was that people were going to find out that I was queer, which was really problematic because I was married at the time and I did not hide that fact. So, of course, it eventually came out and came to the attention of various people that run conventions and whatnot, and I was relegated to the LGBTQIA tract, which they didn't really have. And so, some friends of mine and I worked at starting those at various conventions, and yeah, there's still conventions that I am not welcome to go in sell books with the other writers for various reasons. One of which is because I am queer and queer people are not welcome at that particular convention, though they've gotten better over time. Again, not calling people out. Not what this episode is about today. Stop asking. So I took that experience many, many moons ago and became the obnoxious queer person and started introducing myself to everybody as hello. Hi, my name is Charlie, and I'm queer. Because it was better to just find out people's reactions right off the bat than start developing a professional or social relationship with somebody, only to have it become problematic later when I found out, oh, you're homophobic. Yay. And for the most part, I've done that with my gender once I finally realized way way too late in life that I was non-binary. I came out in 2017 as non-binary. Yeah. Once I realized that I was non-binary, I just started doing that too. One, because, you know, I have a different pronoun usage than what is generally expected of somebody who is six foot one and broad shouldered and who looks like me and who has a deep voice like I do. So I have to introduce myself. I have to out myself in every new relationship. Every person I meet, I have to out myself or go stealth because I don't feel comfortable. And that's never a good thing. And thus here I am making a podcast called the non-binary writer Because, well, we have a lot of issues right now. From the trans debate, which isn't really a debate. Look, I'm probably not going to be one of those people that goes through and breaks down all the arguments one by one because they're just inane and other people have done that that better. (sighs) But I will say that if the debate is should a human be allowed to exist or not? You know, for the most part, that's not a debate. That's, 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 there's not an other side to that. There, there really isn't. Hello, we have a human being here who's not harming anyone else, and they're not harming themselves. They're just living their life the way that they feel is the way to live it. Should they be allowed to continue to do that? 
Um, and there, while there is no good analogy for this, it's the confusion I think a lot of people have in their brains is they think this is the debate over whether or not one should be vegan. And while that analogy doesn't work for a lot of reasons, because people like me have a hard time getting protein from plant sources, I know I've tried. Uh, it's a problem. So the analogy is not perfect, but one is not a born a vegan. Two, uh, the actual argument is over veganism, not over a person's actual identity and who they are. This is why they have to turn us a transgender folk into an ism. Never trust anybody who says the, the words transgenderism unironically or without sarcasm or disdain. Well, the right kind of disdain in their voice. Because we're not an ism. We're not a thing. We're not an ideology. For all the talk of a trans ideology. Uh, we don't have one of those. We are not one of those. No, not, not even a little bit. We, we are people that just want to live our lives. We've always been here. In fact, many cultures around the world have recognized a third gender, if not more, over time. And uh, yeah, we're just not being quiet about it anymore. Not sorry. But yeah, the, you have to have an ideology to debate. And there isn't an ideology here. Look, I knew I was different when I was five. I, I didn't work well with the other boys. It was strange. And I can pinpoint five very specifically because I was a huge fan of Spider-Man and his amazing friends because I'm old. And I remember going out to the playground with my friends and one of them was like, Hey, let's play Spider-Man. And Jimmy uh, was such a good friend. He wanted to be Spider-Man. And I was fine with that. I wanted to be Firestar. Oh, but that didn't make sense to anyone but me. So I was Iceman because of course I was. I had to be. Because Spider-Man only had two amazing friends, and I obviously wasn't a girl, at least to them. And I just, you know, didn't think anything about it, because back then we didn't talk about these things. And I just went on with my life. And it got worse and worse and worse. I remember when I was a child, crying myself to sleep at night. Crying to the heavens, to any god, devil, demon whatever would listen to let me wake up a girl in the morning. I would, as a child, cry myself to sleep at night, nine, ten years old. And I'd be really upset in the morning when I woke up and it hadn't happened. I mean, I didn't really expect it to happen, but, you know, when you're a kid, hope springs eternal. I struggled a lot. But I was also queer, so I just assumed I was effeminate because, you know, effeminate queers, that's such a such a stereotype. So I just lived my life that way. It didn't feel right. 
never really felt right, but I didn't have the language. I didn't have the words. I didn't have the ideas that would allow me to actually express any of this until, like I said, much later in life. It was 2017 when I finally realized, well, came out as non-binary. That's in my 40s. Yeah. All that time wasted hating myself, despising myself, and not knowing why. Just because we didn't have the conversations. And yeah, we can talk about the self-harm and all of that and the attempts at ending my life, which also occurred. Because my skin was wrong. My body was wrong. I was wrong. There was something broken about me that I could not stomach and I could not stand, but I also couldn't name. All I needed was dignity. All I needed was authenticity. All I needed was the ability to understand who and what I was. I suffered for 40 years not knowing who I was. Feeling like I was broken, like I was defective. 40 years. And no one should have to go through that. And now that I do know who I am, and I know what I am, I am not about to let anyone take that away from me. And I am not about to let anyone belittle me or misgender me. I'm going to stand up for myself. And I hope that you are in a safe enough place that you can do that too. So yeah, that's my rant. It's been rough lately. And it's been rough for all of us. But I thought that the best way for me to start this podcast would be to start by explaining who I am, what I am doing, and why I am who and what I am. And I hope you enjoyed the story. This podcast is going to be all manner of things from discussing feminist issues to discussing various queer topics. And yes, we're going to talk about writing and we're going to be talking with writers. And I hope that you want to come along for the ride with me. I think it's going to be an amazingly good time. I also feel like I should say right here at the beginning that we are going to be doing this in seasons. So there will be breaks between seasons but you won't be left alone. Mama's got you covered. If you head over to projectshadow.com, you can find my Substack there. I post stories all the time. I post my other podcast episodes there. I'm also doing a lot there. My entire writing life is going to be over there, and it's going to be wonderful, and I'm very excited about it. And I hope you will be as well. So yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope that you head on over and subscribe. It's free for most things. We have a chat that you can join us in, and it's a fun little community of people that hopefully will continue to grow. 
And of course, there will be stories happening over there as well. So yeah, head on over to projectshadow.com and connect with everything that I'm doing. I'm also CE Dorset on most platforms. Don't really use the Twitters anymore for obvious reasons. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, don't forget to have the fun. Bye.